Welcome back to another episode of Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. I'm your host, Will DeFreeze, and with me, my co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how's it going? Hello. How's it? I'm, I'm doing okay, you know, here on a, here on a rainy Monday. Just, what a great day for, for getting on your, your GORP core. Or I mean, your, or, your, seriously. Or, your, or your book core, if you don't leave the house, maybe. You We're know? at the point of the year in the winter season when there's only so many days left to wear some kind of, you know, outdoor technical gear that can actually get worn for its intended use. That's right. Yeah. And this morning I completely bricked everything when I went <laughs> to go actually do that. And I put on what I wear every single day to the office. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, this is, I, I wasn't really going into the office last year the way I am this year. And so like my stuff is actually getting used this, this go around and it, it feels really good. I think that, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like listeners would be probably really surprised to know just how like schlubby and sloppy I look on a very regular basis <laughs> if, I do, if I'm not leaving the house. Like, I, you know, I feel like I, you'd think that, that and, and, and I even feel this about myself, like I should be like looking, looking pretty fresh, like even when I'm just out the door to go to Home Depot and Starbucks, but I'm, I'm definitely not. I look like trash. See, that's where I put in my most effort. The, the <laughs> time when I put in my most effort on putting like a look together is when I go to the grocery store on a Sunday. <laughs> I already know that it's going to be miserable. I already know that there's going to be a million people there, but for some reason, I like getting a little fitted out just for a quick grocery store run because yeah. it just makes me more excited to go do it when I don't really want to do it in the first place. I do. When we, when we, you know, we go in and out kind of here of like the, the, the mask on mask off, at least I have been, you mm-hmm. know, there've been, there've been lulls when I, when I've been, you know, pretty lax about it. And then here in this, this, uh, this, the, the end of the Omicron surge, I'm still being pretty diligent about it, but no mass grocery store is totally different for me because then I might, then I might, you know, my people are seeing my face. Oh yeah. It's point. a little more pressure. And, and I, one of my all time favorite things, it, it turns the grocery store from a bad trip into a good one is the, is the grocery store beer. The walk around beer. See, that's something I haven't adopted yet oh that God. I need to. You would you would love. It, it, Where yeah. do you get the beer? Do you go to the? Do you go to like the, so, the restaurant so if you first? Go, if, yes, if you go to like you know we're we're Texas based, so we have Central Market and, and Whole Foods. It's like our you know our bougie grocery stores. Central Market always has like a little like a little off offshoot of a little restaurant thing stationed up, and they've just got taps there, man. You just walk up and you're like, let me get that. Let me get that five one two amber ale in a plastic cup. Do they, they always give it to you in a plastic cup? You say, I no, I always say plastic cup, and, and they know you, what you're doing. And Whole Foods, these places typically have have bars, uh, and you just walk, you just walk back to the bar. That's the first, that's your first stop. I might need to start changing my my this routine. Level, it levels up the, the grocery store experience, and you will, you know, if if you ha- if you go with that in mind, I feel like that, you know, it's 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 more of an event. It's you're you're definitely like. You know, let me let, let me take off the sloppy sweatpants and put on my good ones. <laughs> since, since we had Fritz, my son, you know, we've had a uh, we've we've started to split up. We've divided and conquered when it comes to grocery store runs. Yeah, and yeah. now now Sally's going to be sitting there wondering, like, what? Why has Will been at the grocery store for two and a half hours? <laughs> like, I know it's busier on Sunday, but is he is he yeah, doing it's like? You're, it's because you're on your third Guinness. Yeah, is he doing beers right now? <laughs> Uh, well, this is the first Wednesday edition of Retail Therapy, which we will be dropping every other Wednesday on the Sunday Scaries feed. If you guys have any questions for us, any topics you want covered, you see something on Instagram, just send a DM to the Sunday Scaries Instagram account or to one of us. I'm sure we'd be open to it. Absolutely. Let us know. And something I don't normally do on Sunday Scaries is uh, record these with a camera. Something we're doing with Retail Therapy is mm. recording these with a camera. How about that? And so if you want to go watch these, you can head over to youtube.com slash watched media. 
Again, that's youtube.com slash watched media. And we will be putting every video up of these episodes as long as we have a, a camera in the room. But uh, yeah, I mean, should we just dive right in, Barrett? Let's dive in. You sent me a, a text the other night. You sent it to me after my bedtime, which is about 9.15 <laughs> p.m. Sorry about that. No, I mean, it's okay. I, I keep my phone perpetually on silent at the on, house. Yeah. Never, never even have the vibrate on. Do you, are you, uh, are you do you have notifications silenced? And I do. Have you noticed that like iMessage and it will now tell you when somebody has their notifications silenced? This is a big issue for me. It's kind of a cheat code almost. If I have my notifications silenced, uh -huh. I don't want people to know that I have my notifications silenced because I don't <laughs> want to deter them from reaching out to me. I okay. want them to still do that, but not know that I'm ignoring them until I actually feel like diving in. Uh -huh. Now I feel like if someone cues up the text and it says like, hey, Will's silencing notifications, I feel like I'm just coming off as very standoffish. But it's also an excuse for as a, as a notoriously like awful responder of text messages. I just I'll let them sit for days sometimes. And it's not some people are the type where they like, you know, I don't know if you ever like look over at somebody's phone and like down on their little messages button. It says like 57. Yeah. And I don't I don't know how people live that life. I just live the life where I read them and then just don't respond to them for days. Um, if I, I and I don't have my notification silence, but if I if I did, I probably should because I feel like that gives me an out. It does give you an out. Barry. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I am all for having a marches on red button on iMessage. I've heard a lot of people talking about pinning conversations to the mm -hmm. top when they haven't responded to it yet. Yeah, it's a good idea. If I'm being honest, if I'm not responding to you immediately, I don't necessarily want your conversation pinned at the top of my iMessages. <laughs> but either way, I, you know, I responded in a timely manner. I think you, you had did. a response yeah, yeah. by 9 a.m. the next day. Yeah, absolutely. And this was, of course, about what everyone's clamoring to talk about. Low bowls. Low bowls. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Um, it, it doesn't sound like the most exciting topic, but I saw this, I saw this tweet, which we, which we have linked here. It, it was a very simple tweet. Why eat from a plate when you could eat from a low bowl with a picture of a low bowl? Dude, just, this is, this is, it just, just feels on brand and, and it's also near and dear to my heart because I made the switch to, or I shouldn't say I made the switch. I added low bowls to the, to the cupboard a few years back. And it is like, if like. If you ever eat pasta at your house and you don't have low bowls, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it totally wrong. Yeah. Like could not be more wrong. You cannot you you cannot have pasta on a plate, let alone a cereal bowl. I have an admission. <laughs> I've been married for almost 2 years now. We did not register, so therefore we did not get any new plates, no new flatware, and nothing. You just did, you you just you didn't even you didn't get gifted. I'm now you're just making me realize that I probably didn't send you a gift. Don't feel bad for me. Don't feel bad for me. Everyone made it up on the uh on the baby registry. Okay. But you know, something we didn't get was, you know, the, that flatware that you want and the and the plates and everything. And so for about, you know, for a long time Sally and I were living like like college kids. We had enough plates for us to eat a meal on and then we put them in the dishwasher and then uh we don't have enough plates for us to eat on anymore. <laughs> and so finally, recently, we decided to upgrade all of our stuff to some Crate and Barrel, um, some, you know, relatively inexpensive, the Mercer line from Crate and Barrel. And one of the only things that we said we had to absolutely get, no questions asked, were the low bowls. Yeah. Why does it feel so much different eating stuff out of a low bowl as opposed to a bowl or a plate? I think it's because for a lot of us, we we have not been living that low bowl life for 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 large stints of our life. And so we've probably all experienced the thing of when you like trying to get the last few pieces of of lettuce from a salad off of a plate and like having to use your fingers on the edge of the plate or tr or eating pasta from a cereal bowl and being like, 
why why is this so difficult? And also, why is my portion so small? There's just there's all these like little kind of inconveniences when you don't own these. That then that then when you have them, you're like, oh, this makes sense. But is the only reason that we're feeling the need to do this because like we're now eating at places that are just throwing stuff into bowls and calling it a meal for us? Like our parents didn't have chipotles and cava's <laughs> and sweet whatever greens. sweet greens like yeah, not yeah. everything was served in one one large portion as opposed to being separated out into different courses and now now i'm just like no i just want to throw it all together and just let it all ride out together yeah that's a good that's a good point the the prevalence of of that bowl life mm-hmm. if you will just in in you know in fast casual dining and and at your assorted farm to table restaurants it's like yeah, that definitely adds to it. You see, you see them out more. You see them in restaurants. You're you're used to eating from this type of vessel. Um, I mean, for five ninety five on Crate and Barrel right now, you so, can upgrade all of your all of okay. your stuff to low bowls. So, so I'm a I'm a CNB boy too. Uh, we have the Hue set, which is which is has a little less flair than than the Mercer. If if you're looking for something really basic, but I think yeah, that's you know, there's plenty of very nice, very expensive plateware ceramics like you can go as high end as you want but i i was kind of surprised when when we replaced our plateware h- how affordable it is to do at a place like crate and barrel I like also... you can wipe out your whole set and replace everything from like mugs dinner plates cereal bowls low bowls the whole thing for like i don't know 100 to 150 bucks it made me wonder why we lived so or sparsely, whatever, for so long. It was like, why were we stretching ourselves thin and having only enough plates to have one meal? If we had two people over for dinner, <laughs> we had to do dishes no matter what. It was like, no, we're running the dishwasher tonight. Yeah. And now that I realize, I'm like, oh, I could have just upgraded. This was such an easy upgrade for me to make and I just never did it. Yeah. But then yeah, I also I mean... put my splurge purchase in here for uh, for my uh, my ideal low bowl that I've been just craving forever. And unfortunately, these are a little more expensive weighing in at- Is that for, uh, is that for one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a store that we I like to go to. I don't I haven't made it to San Francisco in a couple of years now. San Francisco is one of my favorite cities of all time. Uh one place we always try to go to, at least for brunch, is Tartine. It's a very famous bakery, restaurant, whatever, whatever you want. And next door to it, they have a company called Heath Ceramics, and they have really beautiful ceramic stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, their shallow salad bowl is $155. Yeah, that's uh So if you want to replace that's, that's pretty intense. If you want to replace all your your dinnerware with just one thing for $150, you can just do that at, at He's Ceramics, but if you want to do your whole set for $150, then just go to Crate and Barrel and no one's going to even bat an eye. Yeah, that yeah, and and I mean, look, there I've chipped these before. Uh, I've I've broken the plates, you know, and and I don't know if when you're paying that much like if you're also getting a little bit extra durability, but like I cannot imagine having somebody over serving them something and then and then they you know they knock they it against the something? wall or, or or what if they chip your 160 dollars plate i think the 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 real thing is like if you're if that's the ceramic ware that you're buying i i think that's like a that's like such another level of money spending that's like money is not an issue if you're spending 160 dollars on one low bowl no, you don't know how much a gallon of milk costs. Right, if you're yeah, spending $150 right. <laughs> on a low bowl. What could a banana cost? $10? I once sold somebody a uh, – because I used to work in high-end retail. Loved it. And I think it's where I got my affinity for things that I can't afford. And something I did one New Year's Eve was I sold a dozen crystal champagne flutes to somebody. 
not cheap champagne flutes. These are cut crystal, very nice things. And all I could think of was like, man, someone's going to get drunk at this New Year's Eve party tonight and absolutely ruin one of these. <laughs> and they're, they're going to have to come in to replace it on January 2nd when we're open again. Sure enough, that person comes walking through the door January 2nd. They're like, yeah, I need one more. And I'm like, yeah, you do. I knew I knew you did. That, like, are, were they sold as singles or did you have to buy like 12 No, no, no. More? Luckily, they were sold as okay, singles. That's good, so that's they, they only had to buy one. But I was just like, yeah, this makes all the sense in the world. I'll throw out one more in-between brand here. Um, it's it's kind of one of your, your run-in-the-mill DTC millennial type brand, all white background, black sans serif letters. It's called Snow. <laughs> Okay. Uh, S N O W with an E on the end there, uh, and I, I'm, I've been really attracted to a variety of their 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 home goods, whether it's towels or robes or whatever. Uh, but they they they've got they've got pretty good plateware as well. Some some cool kind of pastel and earth colors to choose from, in addition to to classic white. And they're they're at a you know a healthy in between of between your your crate and barrel and your your Heath ceramics. So uh, a set of four. Of their bowls, of their, of their low bowls, will cost you $65. Okay, that's much more reasonable than yeah. the $150 price tag that I brought to the table. I apologize to everybody for that. But just know. No, we need to be aware of these things. In my cupboard at home, we have eight low bowls, all crate and barrel. I forget what I forget what the name of the actual thing was. Yeah. And Mercer. The, he- the headline here is that if you don't have low bowls and you're eating at home with any type of regularity, you need these because they will change. They'll change your life. They'll... you you. Your eating at home game will be will be leveled up by, you know, exponentially. Yeah. I don't. I, I just don't want someone to walk into your house, be looking for a glass for some water or like a drink or something. They open up your cabinet and they see that like you don't have low you don't bowls? have low like, bowls. Where, where are the low bowls? <laughs> Couldn't be. Me. What's going on? <laughs> now I'm just craving. I want like a quinoa bowl for dinner with some nice healthy clean protein on it and mm. maybe some maybe just some sauces just thrown around that thing. I went the other way. You start talking about low bowls and I'm like, you know, where's the where's the cachuy pepe at? I posted a uh, a meme from Sunday Scaries last night that was uh Aziz Ansari eating some carbonara straight from the bowl mm. and all all I could think of the entire day was carbonara. It's like Sally's, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, well, carbonara. She's like, I'm not doing that. I said, okay, then we can make whatever. Uh, Barrett, I did something something I'm not proud of recently. Yeah, yeah. I heard about this. I heard I heard it and I heard about it. I think it was trending on, <laughs> trending, it was on, trending Twitter. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I've never been good at and something I've always tried to work on is my pronunciation of things. I think my, my upbringing in Michigan has caused me to have a, a certain inflection on certain words uh, but in this case, this was simply not it. This was simply a, a complete lack of awareness. This was a, a lack of research and this was a lack of just editing in general. And what I did was recently, I, I was describing some winter scented candles for, for the people at home. And I went through a company that I mispronounced on a level that I had no clue was even possible <laughs> to do. And this opened up a whole new thing for me of like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm pronouncing things right before I start going down this path of just being the idiot who's trying to get people to buy this stuff and I can't even pronounce it. Will you tell me the word that I pronounced wrong? Yeah, yeah. So and will you tell me on a scale of one to 10 how, how bad I should feel? <laughs> um, well, if it were me, I, I would feel... Probably an overweighted sense of embarrassment about, yes. about this. D- Barrett, one DM was enough for me to want to crawl into a hole and cancel the entire- <laughs> just delete the whole episode? Just, <laughs> not even that. Like, just delete delete the entire show from iTunes. Um, but, I, to you know, I will give you credit. This brand, uh, which we, we might as well just say what it is, it's Loewe. 
and says you 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 pronounced it low low you never this this brand is like you know out of all the designers up there it's like pretty obscure mm-hmm. it's, it's not gucci or louis vuitton no. right and it's it's a so it's got a little more you know edge to it you, so you never hear this brand said out loud. You only no. ever see it on Mr. Porter or Netta Porter or wherever, you know, you're looking through by George and you like see the tag and it's so expensive that you don't even bother to ask what it, you know, what it is basically. Um, so it, it's a pretty, pretty easy one to miss. Uh, and I would there, like there's give- no way that I knew how to pronounce it until I figured out how to pronounce it. There- I did not see that brand. When I first started coming across, uh, coming across it, and no, oh yeah, Loeve, Loeve, yeah, it's almost like Nueve in yeah. Spanish for nine. Yeah, when I when I did this, I had some people reach out via DM, and I'm going to say that every single person that reached out to me via DM was so nice about it. <laughs> like I think they knew how embarrassed I would be if I knew that I butchered it as bad as I did. And they were all just like, hey, just wanted to toss this out there. Still love the podcast. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, my God, Will, what Like, what are you doing? This is not something you should be doing. Well, Barrett, I've taken some other brands, and I've decided to to make sure that I'm pronouncing some of these things correctly. Yeah, yeah, okay. A very, er- very early on, before ALD was ALD, you, I, no one really knew how to pronounce that. Right. And I've gone through at least six different variations of the way that I pronounce it. You could go on YouTube. The first like two years I knew about the brand, which I think like we were probably relatively early on we, it. We were. We were early on. We were early. The first couple of years, six, I six. remember going on YouTube numerous times before saying it on Scary's just to make sure I was saying it correctly. And there was really nowhere that had a consistent way of saying it. There was no like officially, you know, created video of someone talking about the brand. It was right. all just kind of people guessing. Yeah. How do you fucking say it? So... <laughs> Uh, let me i'll just i'll go through like some of the progressions i think for a for a long time when i was originally a fan fan uh you know 2017 or whenever that was i was saying ame mm-hmm. ame leondor okay or ame leondore deray see that's where that's where i think we all strayed from god's light when yeah. we started doing the deray we were doing too much trying we're to doing... sound too classy <laughs> and then i was like wait is it is it classier than i'm saying it is it ame leondor or... so then i switched to that but then I switched to Ame. Now, yes. And that's apparently the fully correct version is okay. Ame. Okay. Ame Leondor. So there's no which Dore. Sure, which honestly, I don't I don't know if I like as much as as, as Ame Leondor. I once I once said the word pomade to my mother and she was like, it's pomade. Stop <laughs> dressing up pomade. And I was like, oh, that makes that makes kind of sense. Like, I don't know. I've never done this before. Yeah. So so Ame Leondor is is the that's correct. Our next one seems straightforward, but I've heard people pronounce it different ways and it's made me question everything. It's a store uh, on South Congress that you can go to anytime or you can go online. They were nice enough a few years back before I even knew who they were to send me some uh, shaving cream. That's very nice. I was very surprised as yeah. I, I do not get very many just random like, hey, what's your address? We want to send you a product. It was very nice. Is it Le Labo? Le, Le Labo? Okay. So yeah, the, the, <laughs> where the, the where the emphasis emphasis is... I'm not actually 100. percent I I think I've always I, I, okay. Let me then then you start thinking about it in I your know. head and you then you start to botch it even further. Le Labo is how I've said it. I always say Le Labo, Le Labo, but I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Tag Heuer is it not? Is it Tag Heuer or Tag Heuer? I think it's Tag Heuer. Okay, there we go. See, yeah. I have no clue. Like I, Givenchy, UK. Givenchy. So Givenchy 
is not Givenchy. Not it's definitely not Givenchy, which probably this is the one for me. I I definitely went around saying Givenchy for for a couple of years at least. I don't think I knew how to pronounce it until I heard Kanye like rap it one time. I probably so. And I think the first time the the first time that I either heard him say it or rap it or or I didn't know what brand they were talking about. <laughs> You're like, uh, I, I don't know this G, this Givenchy. G, Givenchy. Yeah, what no, what what is not that? Not sure who that is. No, yeah, no. It no. kind of sounds like that other brand that I know, Givenchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd just rather buy Givenchy at that point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a very. I, I would say that like Loewe is kind of the new Givenchy, and that like. You you have to know how to sh- say Givenchy now. Well, you should know that one. For me, it's like yeah. Now now, I mean, I will never mispronounce it ever again. <laughs> like I have learned but, my but lesson. Loewe is still. I feel like it's still kind of like you know low key enough, kind of or, or um, it's just not as you know, it's not as popular. It's not as well known. There are some things that I know that you should pronounce it a certain way, and I don't want to, like Porsche and Porsche. What okay? Which one of those is right? I believe Porsche is correct. Oh, okay. But I don't want to say Porsche. I've always said Porsche. I've always thought that it might actually be Porsche, and I don't like that. <laughs> like whenever I say, if I if if I'm like, I think I love Porsches. I love Porsches. Whatever you want to call it, I think they're great looking cars. Like if I if someone if someone gave me a check for you know if I got a bunch of you know Spotify money and I could just go buy a classic car, yeah, I definitely go get one of those because okay. that would be the most fun to rip around. Like sure. Austin in. Yeah. But I still don't like calling it a Porsche. That's De Rossi. That's not a car. <laughs> that That is Ellen's wife. Yeah. 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 The last one I had on here was a yogurt brand. Yeah. Is it Faje? Faye. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I know, and the only reason I know that that one is because that's the brand of yogurt that I buy most often. And I think somewhere like on the back of the packaging, it's got like parentheses with like the phonetic pronunciation. I would appreciate that if, I don't know, a company like uh, Loewe <laughs> did that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Why, why'd, they spell it, why'd they spell it like that? It did make me happy that, that you know, Sunday Scaries has a very wide array of listeners. And mm-hmm. it made me happy that like I didn't get like 100 people reaching out to me. It was like five super nice like put together people that were just uh-huh. like, hey, man, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. A company that you will not mispronounce because it's very straightforward and a product that I love is Theragun. Today's episode is presented by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. I feel a little slighted by Theragun, not thinking that I'm an elite athlete, but mm. they, they are right. I have not been doing my, my workouts as much as normal. Why don't they think you're an elite athlete? Theragun's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Even the OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go check out their site and check it out. The Theragun app even learns from your behaviors and suggests you guided routines. I've been using this for a very long time. And I have to say, the Theragun is the cream of the crop when it comes to anything that tries to make you feel better in this in this manner. I have used one like almost every day since I got mine, and I absolutely love it. When I do it on my shoulders, it feels like someone just gave me a nice shoulder rub. After a, a hard workout, I will usually make my wife do my lower back because I cannot reach back there. But it just feels like a full-on massage. I love it. 
Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash scaries right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash scaries. Therabody.com slash scaries. Barrett, a photo hit the timeline this week. Yeah. It was a photo that I loved for about a million different reasons. And it was of, uh, I'd say until Rihanna got pregnant, is this the hottest couple in the streets? Yeah. I would say that these, that Rihanna and Rocky and, and, uh, and this couple that, that we're going to mention here, definitely, definitely two of the top five, I think. Right. I'm, yeah. Like they, they're, they're in the conversation. Cause like, okay. For just this, po- if, if, if every pop, if the popularity of these couples was based off this podcast alone, I think Aesop, Rocky and Rihanna. Tom Holland's and Daya. Um, obviously, Bieber and Haley got to mm-hmm. be in the mix yeah, here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those, to me, those are three that stand out immediately. I, I agree. I agree. It, it could be, it could be, I mean, all the Euphoria kids are kind of in this mix. Like, I feel like Hunter Schaefer and Dominic Fike is like a very, like, hot and trending one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Are you caught up? And I'm not. I'm not. We'll, we'll get to that. We're talking about Tom Holland and Zendaya, by the way. I don't yes. know if we, we may have buried the lead there. Uh, but w- will you describe this picture, Will, for me? This was because this. I- I'm glad that this is on our on our on our rundown today because I definitely I was posting about this in like the Club Cool Discord and and everything about this picture is just. I mean, it's it's just it's straight fire. I mean, we've we've got it all in this picture. We've got uh, Zendaya with her hand around Tom Holland, which is just a, an all time flex by both of them. It re- it really truly is, and 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 I feel like. You know, I feel like it's 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 usually the girls that are like, you know, find you a man that looks at you like such Oscar Isaac is looking at Jessica Chastain when he's kissing her arm on the red carpet. Exactly. For yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That type of thing. For this one, I feel like the tables finally got turned and we got to be find you a woman that'll just, you know, put your armor, carry put, you down put, the street, put maybe. her put her arm around your waist and walk you down the street like Zendaya's walking Tom Holland down the street. I mean, not only does she look like just an absolute power player. <laughs> But we've got him just leaning into it, being like, you know what? I'm the look who look who's got their arm around me. I'm the arm candy here, and I, that's a that's a thing that I think every guy would like to you know try on for size. Both of their outfits are outfits that I could easily see myself wearing on a Sunday. We've got her wearing a, an oversized what appears to be a pilly fleece of some sort, or maybe some type of cashmere zip up, you know, quarter zip thing. She's paired this with a nice pair of uh, just very baggy navy sweatpants and he's just rocking a classic like almost nantuckety red uh-huh. carhartt yeah, kind pocket of, kind of mauve crew neck. crew neck yeah uh, he's got the uh the the beanie on that's you know cu- or what do they call it like it's like a cuffer yeah knit cap you know it's got the or watchman's cap D- depends on you know your region i think but he's going below he's going over the ears which is something that's refreshing to see in this weather yeah and and i think that it, this style of knit cap, as we've, as we, uh, I think mentioned on on the on the gift guide this this holiday season, this is the style you want. It doesn't, you know, if you really want to be like a Soho scumbag, then then you can have it above the ears. But this this is the right shape of the hat, you know, it fits relatively close to the head, so you could pull it up a little bit. You know, you could yeah. have it raised off your off your ears a little bit if it if if it warms up a little too much. But fits fits nice and nice and cozy on your on your dome. Well, when coming the, from a ski it's, background, you know, it's kind of weird because when it's, when a lot of people these days get annoyed with like these these hip dudes wearing these beanies on their head and not covering their ears. It's mm-hmm. like, well, what's the point? 
for me, it's like, hey, when you just got done on on the mountain and you're getting off and you're about to uh, go have some beers, you don't want that over your ear. You want to flip it up a little bit and just have it hanging off the top of your head. And you're not trying to make any fashion statement in that sense. You're just trying right. to, you know, not not have people see your helmet hair. I think the difference, though, is the, the the ones that we're talking about, like, don't even look like they could cover your ears. No, no. <laughs> I recently bought my son a Carhartt beanie. And... I could wear it in <laughs> in that sense, like it fits my head perfectly for being like a non over the ear thing. Yeah, I, is that what is that what these guys have been doing? Are they just buying the, ba- they, the baby beanies? The it's baby not a cards? bad move. Like it was very cheap for for me to buy that. We also got him some overalls, but I think his legs might be too chunky to fit through them. Yeah. I just want him to get some. I just want him to look cool, like when he's out. We we also got to talk about about the the sneaker game here. Uh, Zendaya is wearing. I, I I think these are lows. I think these are low top Jordan ones. I believe and so. Then Tom Hall. Colin has the the Pata Air Max ones are Air Air Max ones are on on is that yeah that's the word I'm looking for on not the uh, sneakers v- very yeah very just a night just just you know just nice flex from both of them on otherwise very casual relaxed outfits for me the biggest flex and this is something that I think obviously Tom Holland's not a dad but this is some dad shit that he's doing bringing out the mug from home. <laughs> To the street and drinking it while walking down the street. Yeah. This means that like you're either just going for a stroll, you got a quick errand to run, but like you can't bring that into a restaurant <laughs> and set down your cup of coffee from home. I tried to get a uh I tried to do a little fit check on his mug and I didn't have as much success as I thought I'd bit figuring out what, what mug he's 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 rocking there. <laughs> I'm very familiar. So there are these mugs that uh we used to sell that were uh it, this was before everything had Basquiat on it. Like okay. these, this was like an officially commissioned thing. Like a long, like, I mean, this was probably eight years ago that I first saw them. And I think this is one of these mugs. And if it is one of these mugs, this will cost you about as much as the expensive low balls that we discussed earlier. Jeez, it's going to okay. be over a hundred dollars. You, okay. So you think this is some fancy mug, sh- mug shit. Cause yeah. I thought this was like, you know, more akin to, to my collection of mugs from that I've won uh, at Dave and Buster's. Well, it's also possible that this mug is just uh, we're incredibly zoomed out from this. It's yeah. entirely possible that they just have art. Like, you know, when you like you're a little kid and you do all like the scribble artwork and then they put it on a mug for your parents. Right. Could just be that. And I could just be saying it's like a world renowned painter. Do you like this? Do you like this fit in this vibe and this whole aesthetic in this picture more if it's the $150 mug or more if it's like your I don't know, your knob hill it, is that knobs knobs nub nubs knob nubs knob no i want this to be as expensive as possible because okay. i want to, i want to live in a world where these two people who are trying to dress down and be pretty casual <laughs> they still just can't get away from having like really expensive shit on them at all times and if, okay. they, if they break it it's like whatever i'll just do like a marvel movie or I, something yeah yeah okay i pre- i appreciate that i i i feel that um <laughs> That's a good point. I was going to go the other way, but now now I think I'll side with you. No, I like I like living in a world where people have such expensive stuff that I can't fathom even having it. This, this is I also just have to, you know, we got to speak up for the short kings here. That's the other that's the other part of this is that this is like a Hollywood power couple as we've already mentioned, you know, one of the hottest two of the hottest names in the game right now. And I I just I love to I love to see a short king with a with a tall lady that, you know, and they just do not do not care. It's not an issue. So you're not caught up. I'm not caught up with, with Euphoria. Okay. I've watched the first episode of this second season. Okay. And let me, uh, we, you know, just I'm gonna get, I'm going to get caught up. Euphoria is a show that I have a lot of time for, and I really, really like. Um, this first episode of season two was, I mean, it was something, and I hear they only get wilder from there. I but am- like th- this show is not. 
I don't even know what this wants to be. Like I watched the first episode and I feel like I'm watching a drug thriller. Yeah. Like like a yeah. like it's like Boogie Nights met training day or something. This season is taking a little bit of a departure from last season in that I feel I mean it, okay, this is who knows what they're actually thinking when they're putting these episodes together. But it all feels really scattered to me sometimes where I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm just watching a bunch of random scenes put together. But I hear – I have not watched episode three yet of season two. I'm very excited to see episode three because I've already seen numerous So people. you've only seen two? I've only seen two. I think four was last night though. I think four came out last night. Oh, I'm so behind. Yeah. I'm so behind. And this, this is – the reason I'm behind is I don't watch it on Sunday night. I can't. No. Absolutely. Right. And that's what I was going to say also is that, that, that the vibe of this show, especially in its second season, although I, I probably felt like this in the first one too – it's kind of hard to hit the play button. Do you do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You have, you have to, to like, be mentally prepared yes, for it. You have to kind of like psych yourself up for what is about to be put in front of you. It's not like Succession where I can just sit down and be like, all right, let's do, let's go. Absolutely. I could watch Succession at any different like point and I I I do that because it's the most recent like big show on HBO that's on Sunday nights. The stressors are totally different. Even You're, now like Righteous Gemstones, that's still an easy Sunday watch for me because I'm like, well, this sure. isn't going to give me a panic attack. Right. It's also not a show that my wife enjoys because Euphoria gives her just the most anxiety. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's me watching alone on a night when she's got out doing something and Fritz is asleep. I you know I know I was talking to a friend whose wife is also a, a medical professional mm-hmm. and and I imagine that like same kind of thing with with uh, with Sally. It's like I think that makes it. There are a few things that make Euphoria extremely difficult to watch. I think one is if you have kids, yes. especially if they're anywhere close to high school age. But mm-hmm. I think then I think even just having a you know an infant or a toddler like changes the game for you a little it bit. Didn't change it for me, but it changed it for someone else that's associated with my child. Yeah. <laughs> and then the medical the medical professional thing also like everybody is just. It seems like at all times they're approximately 15 seconds away from ODing. So we, you and I, we don't see sad stuff happening in hospitals every day. Exactly. We chose yeah. a different life. And <laughs> and unfortunately, some people do. And and I don't think Euphoria is a very watchable show for those people. Yeah. Yeah. This has always been a sh- The main reason I stayed away from the show in the first place was because it was on Sunday nights. I didn't feel like having that stressor in my life. And then it was so hyped, I finally got into it. And now I'm just like, now I love every single character on the show. And I like love seeing them be successful off the show. I'm like, yeah. I'm cheering for them constantly. Barrett, I think it's time. Is can it we, time? Can we update our wish list? Ooh, okay. I've been doing something in the morning, every single morning, pretty much. Uh, I'm on child duty every single morning. What this entails is me waking up when he wakes up, me entertaining him for two hours or putting something on the television. And we just kind of hang out in bed together. And something I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is I've been watching old skate videos and it's gotten me, it's gotten me feeling a lot of different ways. It's gotten me feeling nostalgic for, you know, high school where I was really just living it. It's got me feeling like I need to completely redo my wardrobe and go more skate culture because I just want to look the part. And like, I can always play like, oh, I used to skate, but like, no, my body just can't handle it anymore. But more than anything, it's made me want to buy a skateboard. And today I'm officially adding a cruiser board to my wish list. Wow. Okay. I've gone high end with this, but I think I'm just going to buy like a cheap deck and just make one myself. I've added a $200 Arbor board. I used to have an Arbor longboard that I got as a Christmas gift when I was a little kid and I loved it. And I wrote it all the time. This was before longboards were made fun of Mm -hmm. across the nation on college campuses everywhere. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I bought one of those and now I want like a little small one that I can ride around on and have my son look at me and be like, Oh dad, dad still does cool shit. Let me. Uh, He's not a door. I got. I got to pull this thing up. So, to, so what's describe the difference for a for a non skateboarder? Like, 
what's kind of the difference between this and like going down and no comply and picking up like an element deck and like tossing on some spitfire trucks and like what like what like is this is decidedly not for let's say grinding Correct. <laughs> this is barely even for ollieing. Like okay, you don't right. really do much on these besides cruise around short distances and just get places. Okay. Um, you can do some tricks on these, but I wouldn't recommend it just because the wheels are going to be a lot heavier and more sturdy. Uh, the trucks are going to be heavier and it, the trucks are probably going to be a lot looser. Uh, it depends on your preference when it comes to trucks, but you know, the looser the trucks, the more you can turn, but the more difficult it may be to do certain tricks or maneuvers. With with this rich mahogany board that you have here, what what's the proper uh, storage for this? Do you get like a mount on the wall so that it like serves as, as, as art when you're, when you're not cruising? I would like to do that. Yes. Yeah. I have a dream and I actually got clearance on this, but I would like to get some old decks from high school mm-hmm. that I, you know, kind of have a lot of nostalgia for. And I really want to get those and put them on a wall in an office. Uh, I was at a restaurant in Los Angeles a few years back at a bachelor party. I'm forgetting what it is, but if I said it, people would be like, why were you at that place? That place sucks. <laughs> uh, it's a total scene. Every person that showed up there while we were there was a huge douchebag. But the one thing I loved is that they had skateboard decks all over the walls of this pool room where you could go play pool. And I just loved it. It made me feel like I was in this Southern California cabana. It took me back to watching skate videos with my buds back in the day. I just absolutely loved it. And I really yeah. want to harness that and do that again. Our friend Daniel Barus yeah, uh, from yeah. Brand X, he makes a lot of different things out of old skateboards he and does. stuff. He does. His art looks really cool. And like, I, I just, I love it. Go check out Barus works on Instagram and just tell me that you don't want like something made out of a skateboard, whether it's a dog bowl, a knife. Uh, he builds racks for skateboards. He does. Yeah. Out I, of old skateboards. I want him to do, build a cruiser skateboard out of an old skateboard skateboard yeah or old skateboards yeah um i like this i like this you could talk me into becoming a skate a skateboard boy pretty pretty easily and this feels like an easy place to start for those of us um you know that are not 19 years old i mean if i showed up with a board that you could get in like a pool with or something my wife would kill me and i would i would kill myself because i wouldn't know how to do it and i'd end up breaking my neck uh but this is a nice compromise because it's like no i'm just gonna go run an errand down the street real quick or Mm -hmm. just go go get out and clear my head and just take a quick ride yeah but we'll see i i think i'm gonna end up buying one on sale for like 60 bucks like a 60 dollar complete somewhere but if i have my you know ultimate Money is not an option. This is what I would get mainly because I just think it looks great. It's a company that I, you know, had as a child anyway. And when I say child, I was like 15. Uh, but I just like it. It's like you with, said, it's a rich mahogany looking thing. But with some things like this, you know, there, there's, I feel like when you know you want something and you want the high end version of it, it, it's in those situations where like settling for a lesser version will always leave you kind of like, you'll always want it. You'll always still want it. But mm-hmm. with something like this, where you're kind of like, you're either getting back into a hobby or maybe for for clothing or shoes or accessories, you're kind of trying something out. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a, a wide brim hat or a fanny pack or, you know, um, assorted sneakers or boots, whatever. It's not it's not a bad option to, like, get in at the low level and, like, make sure you like it and we'll use it. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, the thing – then you get, like, the version of it that it's – that's badass. Another hobby that I that I tried to get into that I didn't do as a t- shitty teenager is fly fishing. And I did th- exactly that. I bought a very cheap starter rod just to make sure that I would enjoy it. And I have not used it once. And I'm glad that I got the starter <laughs> rod and yeah. not – because some people have the mentality yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get the really expensive one so I feel obligated to go right, do it. And right. had I done that, I don't think I still would have gone and done it. It's still a steep learning curve and I'm still scared. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you have anything you're adding to your wish list? This I week, do. Barrett? Um, so I, I know that we're here at the end of January and like, you're kind of in the, you're, you're, this is a, I think a low spend time, kind of like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You're, you you don't really want to buy winter stuff because you're kind of like ready for spring to, to roll around. But it's sale season, baby. But it is sale season. That's exactly right. And um, what what I have, I, I like like we mentioned earlier, kind of like with the, the getting dressed up to go out places, last year, I didn't feel any gaps in my closet because I, I was doing very, very little over mm-hmm. the course of the winter. Mm-hmm. Still working from home. We had the big snowstorm, which sapped 10 days from us or whatever, uh, right in the dead center of February. So it's like, this go round, I've been out a lot more. We've had like a bunch of variations on on cold weather, some really cold nights, some really cold and rainy nights. You know, we've we've gotten the the wintry mix, and and we're getting more this week even. And like the gap that I've found in my wardrobe is I have like a super heavy down coat mm-hmm. for if I go to Chicago or if I go on a ski trip or something like that. Uh, and then I've got assorted fleeces and kind of midweight outerwear. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I don't have is like something to throw on when it's 40 degrees in Austin mm-hmm. or 38 and or, or, or windy. Oh, I smell you. You know what I mean? So here, here's what I've rounded, rounded it on. It is sale season. Uh, I know you're a fan of a brand, Stone Island. Oh, Stony. So, well, so there's a brother brand to Stone Island that's like a little less flashy and soccer bruv. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the same and and even some of the exact same silhouettes. It's called CP company, uh, same parent company. And you will, if you look through their website, you're going to be like, Oh, that, that's a stone Island jacket or pair of pants or whatever. It just doesn't have the big stone Island compass logo on it. Correct. Yeah. And it doesn't have like, they use fewer, like very shiny ass materials and like kind of crazy stuff like that. So yes. it's a, it's a. Um, but what I've got here that that I've you know that I really like is this nylon hooded liner jacket. It is down filled, but if you live in a super cold region, you probably consider this a mid layer. This is like your you know. But but here I feel like this is like this is kind of the maximum jacket that you would need for some of our coldest weather. Absolutely, you do. I don't think you need anything more than this for the Texas yeah. weather. Uh, ex- uh, outside of like. You know, when we have snowpocalypse, mm-hmm. right? And it's actually yeah. seven degrees here, which is serious. It never happens. Um, but, you know, this thing's a great price right now. It's 300 bucks for for high-end. 40% off. Tech down. Yeah, but. You know, everything but, everything you can, can But there's the tough it. barrier to entry, which is the European sizing, which, you know, you probably know your, your I, I European do. size up and down. Like yep. for someone like me, I'm online, like trying to figure it out, like. Measuring myself to, yeah. with like my iPhone, <laughs> trying to figure out how long my arms are. Um, so quick, a quick thing on that, if you if you want one, I do. You can pretty much always assume that forty eight is a medium. Okay, that makes and, sense. And then you can go up and down from there. And the other way to do the other way to do that is if you if you ever see sizing like this, is just take your suit size and add ten to it. Oh, that makes sense. So I wear a thirty six in a in a suit. Okay. So I take 46 when when this type of sizing comes up. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And then you you know, I've, as always, you know, CP company is not a brand we see a lot around here. Um some of these other brands that operate in the same vein like Our Legacy or Acne Studios that kind of have that European flair. Sometimes stuff is meant to be way oversized and so sizing down is is what you'll want to do. 
And then you get stuff like Barber, which I think a lot of people size up from this sizing that I'm describing. Yeah, I, I so if you do anything with a barber jacket, like if, if you're trying to get a waxed barber jacket, I would almost recommend sizing up every single time because you're gonna want to layer under you're that. You're gonna want to layer. They come with you can buy sort of liners and stuff like that. It's so. nice to wear when it's like relatively warm outside and you don't need a layer under it. But if it's a rainy, blustery, gross day, you almost want to put something down or heavier underneath it. Yeah. And my I have a Filson wax jacket that looks just like a barber. And the one thing I wish I did was size up one full size just because I would like to have that extra room. Yeah. I was actually watching. It's funny you brought up Stone Island. I was watching a, uh, a Scottish Premier League game this week, past weekend because uh, <laughs> there's no other soccer on besides international games. Because you're a fiend and you had to have a fix. So I needed my fix on Saturday morning. Scottish Premier League. <laughs> so I tossed out a quick Scottish Premier League game. And, and they uh, the, the team that I was watching was Rangers. They're first in the Scottish League. And they scored a goal to go up 3-2 pretty late in the game. And... So something that I guess is more common practice in Scotland than it is in uh, other places is that the fans will just run on the field and celebrate with the players like immediately. Mm, okay. And sure enough, all these little like there were like teenagers getting hauled off the field and every single one of them was wearing Stone Island. <laughs> I don't understand how all these all these soccer bruvs who are going to these games, who have season tickets to all these games. Just crushing beers at the at the uh, pub beforehand. How do they all afford Stone Island? Because, OK, because I think. For them, it's like they're all spending 60 bucks on Adidas Gazelles mm-hmm. and then dropping the bag and like spending those paychecks on the Stony, which is like the, in, here, everybody's dropping their paychecks on like Jordan 4s. Yeah. Okay. And then like, you know, not buying Stone Island. <laughs> I think there should just be someone out there who just sells the Stone Island stuff that you can just put on your own clothes. Like they just give you the shoulder, the shoulder patch D- thing. DIY Stone Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you can just I put gu- it on your I thing. I guarantee you if you pop around like Alibaba or Etsy, I, I, there's for sure you can find Stone Island patches to add to your... It's just to, not something your, you even nit, see in the United States. I texted outerwear, you the yeah. other day because I saw this. Old, I saw this old man wearing it at an Indian restaurant I went to. He yeah. was just standing at the bar talking to his friend, and I was like, "Is that guy wearing? He looks like a soccer hooligan." I right feel now. I like, and like I told you, I feel seventy five percent that that guy was British. He probably was. He probably was. He was getting a curry. Mm-hmm. That's the first clue. Mm-hmm. And then second, he was wearing Stone Island. I, I'm bumping that up to like 85. I mean, that's two ticks heavily yeah. in the British category <laughs> as opposed to the American category. Yeah. Well, I think that's all she wrote today, Barrett. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? No, great. No, I, I feel really good about this. Uh, another great episode. Thanks for putting it together, and thank you everybody for tuning in and listening. Um, I hope this was hope this was fun. We'll be back in two weeks, maybe maybe sooner. Who knows? Who we knows? might just do a couple of random episodes here and there. Either way, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you sooner than later. <laughs>